Hello Blazers, welcome to episode 5 of UAB Green and Told, where we have conversations with members of the UAB family. I'm Greg Berry, Assistant Director in the Office of Alumni Affairs. On this episode of Green and Told, we go inside the kitchen with Jan Potter, owner of Dreamcakes Bakery and a 1978 graduate of UAB. The Queen of Birmingham Cupcakes will share just how it all began for her. When you bake something for someone and give it to them, it was like, wow, I can really make people happy. But looking back, Jan says there's one thing she wishes she would have done differently. There's so much more to it than, you know, mixing up batter and, and baking it. It's a whole different thing. UAB has grown since Jan graduated, but without UAB, there may not have been any Dreamcakes success. And they had um, a program that was actually a really good fit for me. A successful bakery, a popular food truck, and a new cafe. Each are key ingredients that have led to Jan Potter's success. Growing up in Hoover, Alabama, Jan admits her love of baking started early. In fact, it began with a toy, sugar, and eggs. My sister got an Easy Bake Oven for Christmas. To like a five-year-old, you took the little bitty box, and you had a little bitty pan, and you put it inside, you know, one side of the oven, and out, you know, it's goo, basically, and then out the other side comes cake. And at that age, I really thought it was like magic. And it just continued to be magic for me, and it's like all I've ever wanted to do, and it still is all I want to do. I mean, I'm not going to say how many years later, but <laughs> obviously um, a long time, I'm still not tired of it. I still enjoy it, and um, it's, just, it's just always rewarding. I think it's the combination of... Um, you know, creating something from really raw ingredients, like, you know, mm -hmm. simple, very simple ingredients like sugar and eggs and butter and flour and what combination you put them together in. And they come out as something really wonderful. And then I also learned when I was little that um, when you bake something for someone and give it to them, it's like um, the joy that you see in yeah. their face when you give it to them. So it was like, wow, I can really make people happy with this. So it was just like, um, you know, it's just a bonus. Like, okay, I really enjoy doing this and it really makes people happy. At what point did you kind of realize, you know what, UAB is the place I want to be? Well, I started out at Alabama, and um, I went there for a year, and I am actually an introvert, and so, uh, and a real homebody, and Alabama was great, it was a great learning experience, but it just probably wasn't the right um, fit for me as far as education goes. I mean, you can, uh, you know, get a great education there. And then I came home and I thought, I'm, you know, I really want to go to UAB. I lived at home and they had um, a program that was actually a really good fit for me at the time. It was um, health sciences. Okay. And um, it was a really small classroom with, you know, we had one instructor. And um, I mean, it was absolutely perfect for me. It was just a great learning environment. 
Um, I liked the small classroom. It was a new program back then, and um, we were, I think I was in like the first class of it. It was a, for an associate's degree, and um, I loved every minute. I mean, I could not wait to go to school. Yeah. You know, it was one of those things where I was, you know, really floundering in Alabama, and then um, at U- UAB, I just really was excited to get up and go to school every day. You go from a five-year-old within easy bake oven that belongs to your sister yes. <laughs> to UAB and you graduate and you go to work for UAB hospital. It was definitely experience. I worked in your, I mean, it sounds so different and it was so different from what I do now, but I started out at, um, on the oral cancer patient floor. Okay. And um, I worked with, you know, a dietitian. We kind of worked as a team. And um, I got to visit patients every single day because um, the good part about that job was, you know, when you're working with patients with that serious of um, a condition, we were just trying to feed them anything that they could possibly eat. And so you really got to know them. Like I would spend a lot of time, I would go into their room and we'd talk about, um, you know, what they could eat because, mm-hmm. you know, that's a serious challenge. And then, you know, what they wanted to eat. And um, a lot of times those didn't, you know, pair well. They didn't, we wanted them to have a lot, a really high calorie kind of sweet diet. And they were, you know, wanting something usually savory. It's really hard yeah. to give them a lot of calories with that. So I loved every minute of that. And then from that, I moved to the um, kidney dialysis and transplant floor. I would sit at a desk really most of the day um, trying to calculate, because if you have kidney failure or waiting for a kidney, you have to really measure everything, like every drop of liquid, every, you know, gram of potassium or sodium or, you know, uh, protein, anything that your kidney has to um, filter and do all that kind of thing, they had to be really close. So, I mean, it was like a math quiz every day <laughs> trying to figure out, okay, this person has this many grams of this and this is what they've chosen that they, you know, on their menu that they want and trying to make that work. And so I did that for, you know, a long while. And then um, after a while, I thought, you know, I really kind of want to do something more creative with food. And so um, I left there and um, I started working for Southern Living Magazine. I worked in their test kitchen, which was really such a joy. But I will say that, you know, my UAB degree opened a lot of doors for me. um, And it wasn't necessarily um, like a culinary degree. But because of all the experience that I had, it really did open a lot of doors for me that I don't think, you know, it gave me credibility, yeah. you know, obviously. And um, and then my passion for baking and all that was still going on, you know, behind the scenes. And so it just worked out to be just like a uh, a really, really great thing for me. I, I, I just don't regret it at all. I I just can't say a good enough good things about it. It was just perfect for me. You spent about 15 years yeah. at Southern Living yeah. as well as Cooking Light. Yes. So how did the UAB experience, the UAB background that you got, 
um, help you in those roles there? When we're testing recipes, everything has to be really precise, you know, because you're you're wanting to develop a recipe that somebody else can reproduce at home. So the, all the measurements have to be exact, all the temperatures and all that have to be exact. So all the precision, you know, things that I was trying to do at UAB really actually translated really well into like recipe development and um, making sure that things, you know, came out the way they were supposed to. Because we did, you know, a lot of that. We did a lot of meal planning okay. um, at when we were in, um, in, in class, like developing recipes uh, was a big part of my job at Southern Living. So developing recipes, you know, I can remember days when I worked at the hospital going down to that humongous kitchen, <laughs> you know, at the uh, at university hospital and it was enormous, but you know, like pulling stuff and like actually mixing up things down there that I thought, you know, my patient might enjoy this, mm-hmm. you know, I would you know, pull like Ensure and cream and just things that I knew that were real high calorie and just play around with things there to try to get, you know, my patient to be able to eat something. So that, you know, kind of translated from that, you know, developing recipes there into an enormous kitchen into just like a, you know, small setting, um, taking, you know, similar ingredients really and coming up with you know a recipe that people at home would enjoy kind of like a scientist yeah it is and there's a lot of science in food um you know especially in baking it's very scientific Mm -hmm. you know if you're making soup and things like that you know you can throw whatever in there and it'll probably come out good but in baking you have to you know weigh and measure and balance and you know it, it like the least little thing can throw something off soon Jan's hobby of baking cakes turned into a new business. After this short message from the UAB National Alumni Society, hear how she made that transition. The UAB National Alumni Society is hitting the road. Alumni are invited to a special regional reception in Atlanta at St. Cecilia. Join us on November 19th from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Hear from Dr. Jim McClintock, world-renowned researcher and endowed professor of polar and marine biology. He'll speak on the dramatic effects of climate change in Antarctica. To RSVP, visit alumni.uab.edu Atlanta. While she was working for the magazines, Jan started baking cakes on the side. With children at home, she wanted to make extravagant birthday cakes for them, something that was uncommon 30 years ago. She took classes on cake decorating, taught a few, and then the side business grew to wedding cakes. And before you know it, she was working seven days a week. My kids were small, and so I really wanted to do um, cake decorate, or decorate cakes for them for their birthday, just because back in the day, there were hardly any places to get a decorated cake and you know grocery stores even back then we're talking like over 30 years ago um, did not have you didn't have the choices like you had you know you have today where you can you know get um, a decorated cake and so that just evolved into like doing wedding cakes and um, mostly cakes for friends and things like that but 
finally came to the point where it's like I was working like seven days a week. I would work all week long, you know, wow. in the test kitchens, and then I would, you know, bake on Fridays and Saturdays for wedding cakes or cakes. And um, so I was exhausted, and I finally just said, okay, I've got to choose one or the other. I can't keep this up. And so I chose to, you know, leave and do um, my own business, you know, Dream Cakes. And so it, I really didn't expect to have like a retail store like I do. Okay. I, I rented a tiny little kitchen over in Cahaba Heights. It was like 400 square feet. I mean, it was tiny. And, uh, but it did have all the equipment in it. So I didn't have to buy anything. They had a, you know, a big commercial oven and a mixer and and then I had all the cake pans and stuff. And so I started um, there and I thought, okay, this will get this out of my house. I can meet with brides here and, um, you know, bake everything here and just, you know, go home yeah. and not have all this mess at home. And so within six months, I mean, we had outgrown it. I had that, my daughter came and helped me. We had interns. I mean, anybody I could rope into <laughs> coming over there and helping me work. And, um, but seriously, within six months, we could not do any more out of that little bitty kitchen. And so I moved or found a place where we are now in um, Homewood. Mm -hmm. And we've been there for 11 years, which just seems crazy to me. How surprised were you in the success that you had? Because it only took you six months to outgrow that yes. little bitty kitchen. Yes. I, it just all seemed so surreal. Things just kept happening. Uh, like, you know, my fr a friend of mine found that little store and said, because I had been looking for a really long time, and then we outgrew it. And just the time that I had decided, you know, we've got to get a bigger place. Bruno's, the biggest grocery store chain in Birmingham, was, you know, going out of business. Yeah. All of their equipment was for sale. And I mean, it was like for pennies on the dollar. And I had a credit card. Mm -hmm. And I have since come to find out that most women entrepreneurs, that's how they get started. They have a credit card. They have a great idea. they, um, And that's how they do it. So I was able to buy like probably top of the line equipment that I never, ever in a million years would have been able to buy, you know, on my own. And so I outfitted that entire um, kitchen with with that. I moved in the uh, the little store in Cahaba Heights in November of 09, and then we moved into in uh, August of 10 into the store in Homewood. I mean, that's how quick that wow. happened. And, um, and pretty soon, like we just never slowed down. It was just always like so busy and we're still so busy. We were like the second food truck in Birmingham. So I'm really proud of this part. Like I had to pioneer the way for, with the health department, which they were not interested in food trucks yeah. at that time. That was 10 years ago. And um, like they didn't know what to do with me and what we were trying to do <laughs> and I, um, so I worked really closely with them to try to like get some guidelines and, you know, and that kind of thing. So it was interesting. That was an interesting part. So it's just like been one thing after another, yeah. after another, but it's, um, but yeah, so it's just been a great journey. You blazed a lot of paths in getting to where you're at now. Yeah. When did you realize you had something special? When they called and asked me to do a cookbook, for them to ask me to do that, and it was all the recipes, you know, from our store, and um, I actually got to do the food styling on it, so that was a lot of fun. I was really glad I got to do that. 
Um, but yeah, it's even now, like, I guess looking back is very satisfying, yeah. um, you know, to see how that little journey starting out, you know, when, and it's really just like one step at a time and, you know, building and building and building. And, um, yeah, it's, it's amazing to look back and see. And we're still going strong. Yeah. So, um, you know, today, is and Birmingham is a food city. It's tough. Like, there's a lot of choices out there. So you really have to bring your A game every mm-hmm. single day. And you have to hustle. And you have to do social media. So, you know, business has really changed uh, a whole lot since, you know, even since I started. Yeah. Many of the things she learned at UAB have worked their way into Jan's world today. However, there's one thing, a missing piece, that she wishes she would have done. I wish so much that I had taken some business classes at UAB. I feel like that is the missing part for me um, because I struggled with that. I made a lot of mistakes um, early on. But, you know, you know, to me, failure is really important because you never know what you are bad at or what you need help with. So when you fail, it's like, man, I really need help with that. And so, um, so then you seek that out and, um, you know, what I learned, um, from my degree was really good as far as the food part, um, you know, went and it opened a lot of doors for me and continues to still to this day. Um, but, I really wish I'd have taken some business classes, but you know that you know hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, looking and I tell people that now when I we have interns or whatever, it's like take a business class, take a business class yeah. for sure. Because if you want to run a business of any kind, it's one thing to have a good skill and something that you can do, but you really um, have to know how to do a million other things. Like people say, oh, it's my dream to own a bakery. It's like you know. Really? Yeah. <laughs> There's so much more to it than, you know, mixing up batter and, and baking it. It's a whole different thing. How do you stay connected now to UAB? Um, well, we bring our truck down here. We try to, um, you know, come to games when we can. We support, like, the Blazers and, um, oh, gosh, try to be involved in everything we can. We donate to, you know, everything we possibly can because we love, I mean, UAB is just like the heartbeat, Mm -hmm. you know, of Birmingham, really for the state, I think, I think it's the biggest employer in the state. So, so growing up in Birmingham, you're still in the area. Yeah. How have you seen UAB, the campus change over the years? Oh my gosh. I was hoping you'd ask me that because I was just thinking back to the days when I would come to class and um, some of the buildings are still the same. You know, of course, they're not hardly uh, back. You know, that was, gosh, I'm afraid to say. I guess that was 40 years ago. So, I mean, it has really grown. Like, mm-hmm. there was, um, like, I don't even know if there was a uh, student center back then. I do remember running on the track where the, um, I don't even know what's there now. The old track, there was, like, a, a gym there. Okay. And all that, but yeah, just you know, walk into class. The classes were small, but all the um, all of my teachers were excellent. Uh, but yeah, it was very small, very intimate. Um, it was probably a quarter of the size of it is you know now. Like I remember, we would walk from the building we were in 
uh, the health and allied sciences. I don't know if it's still in that same building or not. And then just, you know, we could walk a couple of blocks and be down at the hospital mm-hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. But I can remember, too, um, when I started, you know, working at the hospital, parking on the street at like five o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to find a parking place. And now there's like, you know, big parking lots and things like that. So it's, um, it has really changed a lot in 40 years and grown and just is doing so, uh, you know, so good. I'm so proud. In 1978, Jan Potter graduated from UAB's School of Allied Health, which has since become the School of Health Professions. She has long since moved past that Easy Bake Oven she played with as a five-year-old. Now, Dreamcakes boasts more than 100 whimsical flavors of cupcakes, from the ever-popular wedding cake to Grapeco, Caramel Sea Salt Mocha, and Cahaba Lily, each having its own identity. You can even, at times, find blazer cupcakes. Which leads me to ask, just what does it mean to be a blazer? Like when I say, you know, my degree is from UAB, people immediately know, you know, what that is and um, what my background is. And I, um, I'm just really proud of it. It, it um, you know, I'll just be a blazer till I die. Want to learn more about Jan and Dreamcakes or check out another episode of Green and Told? head to our podcast page at alumni.uab.edu slash greenandtold. Don't miss an episode of Green and Told. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen in. Have a question for me or perhaps a future idea for a Blazer conversation? Email me at greenandtold at uab.edu. And be sure to find us on Facebook and Twitter at UAB Alumni and Instagram at UAB underscore alumni. Thanks for listening, and until next time, Go Blazers! <laughs>